Alright. Episode 2. Lion L. Johnson. And the Dark and Angels. And the Dark Angels. The most heretical non-heretics to never heretic <laughs> ever. That sounds like heresy. Asmodai, make him repent. <laughs> yes. Okay, so, in order to start at the beginning, we need to first talk about the legions themselves. 20 legions at the beginning, we talked about this last last week, um, the emperor made 20 primarchs and 20 legions from the primarchs gene seed. Now, the first of these, the first legion, being the Dark Angels, or as they were originally known as, the first, uh, were ex ex an experimental template for the other legions. It was broken up into six different hosts, which was called the Hexagrammaton, for some reason. And these hosts being the Dreadwing, the Stormwing, the Ravenwing, the Ironwing, the Firewing, and the Deathwing. Uh, do we want to, like, overview what each of those were? Yeah, might as well. Just, just, br just okay. like, brief... Hold on. So, oh, go ahead. The Dreadwing were basically the heavy hitters of the Legion. Yeah. This was the armored assault. Uh, they used the scary weapons, like vortex weapons, whatever the fuck that is. There's a there's a scene in one of the um, one of the Dark Angels books about the Horus Heresy, where uh, the Dreadwing all like assembles on a cliffside and they're like fighting sons of Horus, I think, who are trying to take a take a position they're holding yeah and they literally just start chanting like we are death we have come we are death we have come and then they like orbitally orbit orbital strike the position with a vortex cannon and it like shatters reality it is scary shit <laughs> That's man so cool yeah it's yeah and they also use like uh phosphax which is like space napalm i'm pretty sure uh, uh and then they're, they're scary motherfuckers. And they don't have a rigid hierarchy of command. They literally, they choose, they elect their own representative to lead them. It's called like a voted lieutenant. Huh. And they take control of the, the, the formation at that time. Huh. Yeah, interesting shit. Uh, and then the Stormwing uh, would basically be like uh, what we would refer to as like if you look at like American history, like the Marines where yeah. they started, like ship to ship combat, yeah. uh, the Stormwing literally just stormed shit. Yeah, pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. They were made up of general breacher squads with yeah. like big ass riot shields and shit. Yeah. The the Ravenwing, um, fast. Uh, they were pretty much just fast. They were like the white scars, yeah. but like white people. They get to um, have jet bikes. They got jet bikes. They were hit and run tactics. They scouted. Yeah stuff like that yeah uh the iron wing was your heavy armor support so this yeah. would be like your huge ass land riders your yeah. dreadnoughts and they were more of a shock and awe type unit yeah now interestingly enough we don't know what the fire wing is huh. uh there is no recorded um that i know of uh mention of what the fire wing does um, but considering their name, Firewing, I would assume like heavy flamers and shit. Um, apparently, I've been wrong before. According to One D Four Chan, I believe they have their own separate page. The Firewing has their own separate page. The Firewing. Oh really? The Firewing is quote unquote the hidden blade of the Legion, who does spies. They're utilized spies and assassins. Um, oh, so they're basically this is news the Alpha me. Legion. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Um, like, the name needs adjusting, yeah. because Firewing isn't really... Yeah. Uh, Vastaya, known members Vastaya and Griffin. Griffin, yeah, Griffin. He's, um, 
they talked about him in one of the books. Okay. Uh, where Luther is like such a subterfuging uh, yeah. the Legion. Yeah. And like starting to split them up. Okay. Uh, from the inside, we'll we'll talk about that later. Okay. But yeah, so the they do mention him is more. The Firewing is more is the um the Black Ops section of the Dark Angels, I suppose you could say. Interesting. That is very interesting. I never would have guessed that by the name. Yeah, Firewing. And I'm very that's glad the, you said like this. the Shadow Wing would be Black Opsy, but I guess that's a secret yeah. diversionary tactic. Yeah, yeah. It's like SEAL Team Six. Yeah. There was only one team. Why'd you name them Number Six? <laughs> Divert. There's five other SEAL teams. Yeah, exactly. That's that, that's. Exactly. They made the Russians think there was more than one. Uh, and then there was the Deathwing, which if you've played the game Space Hulk Deathwing, which me and Theseus have recently purchased yes. and have recently dived into. Yes. Um, oh, what a fun and glorious ex- exposition of Warhammer 40,000 <laughs> that is. Uh, the Deathwing were the Legion elites. They were all in Terminator armor, and they were also privileged to all the secrets of the Inner Circle. They get to have all the cool stuff. They had all the cool stuff. And all the fun toys. Yes. So basically, the Legion would was when you were a neophyte of the Legion, you were assigned to one of these wings, um, and you would serve that wing. And yeah. I don't think you would ever step outside of that wing, except if you were promoted to the Death Wing. Yeah. Because the Death Wing is like literally the most important wing. Yeah. Because not only because of the uh fact that they were the legion elites but because of they uh the closeness to the chapters to the legion secrets that it would carry yeah um is um is there not like a like a process by which they are sorted into each legion or uh each of the wings yeah um uh i think it's more of a if you're good at this kind of thing Uh. you do this like you would know whether or not you were gonna be put into a yeah. uh, one of these wings or not. Yeah, because it's like a court. Because um, I think based on one d four chan and the and lexicanum that dark angels being part of certain wings, it's based on like observe people observing them as neophytes, I suppose. Right. And so that's right. how they get assigned. I assume that that's like. Oh, this guy really, 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 really likes to crush the enemies of the Emperor in a loud, angry, dramatic way. Um, let's put him in, uh, let's put him in fucking, I, f- I forgot the name already. <laughs> let's put him in- Dreadwing. St- let's put him in Dreadwing. They're, they like yeah. to destroy the enemy in terrifying ways. This guy is really good at u- using his jet bike. Let's put him in Stormwing, so on and so forth. Right, right, right. Yeah. There was actually on um, one of the websites, uh, might have been Lexicanum, talking about the Ravenwing mm-hmm. and how um, knights from Caliban were good fits in the Ravenwing because they were so used to riding on horseback right. that it was le- it was just an extension of the horseback scouting and hit-and-run attacks. Yeah. and uh, It was a good fit for a lot of the Caliban-born members of the Legion. Wait, you mean to tell me that Lionel John... Moving on to Lionel Johnson. I'll bring up this question again later, after we talk okay. a little bit about Caliban and Lionel Johnson. Gotcha. Okay, so, the interesting segue. Yes. Now we're on to the Primarch himself, Lionel Johnson. He landed on Caliban after being thrown into the warp by the gods of chaos. Uh-huh. Uh, Caliban was a death world, which, if you could imagine what that's like, it's not pleasant. 
Uh, and this world was essentially just space feudalism, uh, where knights using uh, kind of basic power armor would uh, be would form orders of knights, uh, and these knight houses, uh, generally nobles, hunted uh, the Calvinite monsters, the great beasts they were called, uh, that frequently murdered all the peasants. Hmm. Uh, one of the most important knight orders uh, at the time of Johnson's Landing was called the Order. Fun name. <laughs> Uh, the, the order was led by a man called Luther. Uh, Luther was like a stoic, stout knight who, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a man you, you wouldn't mind following. Yeah. Uh, Luther found a baby Primarch in the woods and named him Lionel Johnson, which means the lion's son of of the the forest. forest. We will just call him the lion because L. Johnson is a little bit of a mouthful. (laughs) Uh, the Order, now a growing, now with a growing par- Primark in their arsenal, launched total war against the Great Beasts as well as the other Knight Orders on Caliban. Uh, they basically hunted all the other Knight Orders down and uh, either asked them to join them or murdered them to the man. <laughs> Which was fun for them, I guess. Um, I mean, when giant, in fact, giant space manticores have been eating your planet... Or the people of your planet for generations, and suddenly you find a baby that kills one of them with its bare hands as a baby. You you just won. Yeah, you've won. Pretty much. This is your child. You have won. You will raise him, and you will teach him to crush all of your enemies because you have won. And so they did. It- they won. <laughs> One of the other uh, significant knight houses, uh, called the knight not nice houses, knight orders. I believe they were called the um, the knights of lupus. Ah. Uh, they were uh, basically like the last remnant of the uh, the other knight orders. Hmm. And uh, when Johnson asked them to surrender, they completely disagreed with his positioning, with his belief that they need to hunt down all the the remaining beasts, the great beasts of Caliban, because they think they thought if the beasts were all destroyed, then the social order and the physical order of Caliban would be thrown over its head and only fucking bad shit was gonna happen after uh, that. Anyway, they all died. Okay. Yes. And uh Johnson continued his jihad against the great beasts of Caliban. I'm looking at And he killed all of them. Yes. I'm looking at Weren't they glorious? I'm looking at pictures of them. There's like one picture of them. It looks like a chaos beast with a mane. Yeah, they're basically chaos spawn. Oh. Huh. Like actually because the heart of Caliban's like corrupted. It's weird. It's weird. And the there's this whole plot line about how the beasts of Caliban. This is why I mentioned the Knights of Lupus okay. because the beasts of Caliban actually kept like like the chaos sealed away what almost huh it's really weird and i don't even remember how they describe it in the book (laughs) but essentially the knights of lupus were correct destroying the beasts would not be good for caliban anyway lion kills all the beasts (laughs) and um some fucky shit happens after that so i guess they had a point uh not long after uh, Lion was declared basically uh, the ruler of the planet of Caliban, mm-hmm. and not like 
I don't think they used the word king. I, I think they had some whack-ass title. Like they called him Supreme Commander of the Order or some shit. King. Uh, yeah, whatever. He was king of Caliban. He was king of Caliban, by default. By default. The, le- the military uh, ab- leader of a country is the king. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not long after, the emperor would arrive with giant uh, lions, gene sons, the dark angels. Or, I think they were called the first. Yeah. The first legion, originally, before they were renamed to the dark angels. I don't think any of them really got, except for maybe the emperor's children, I don't think any of them got their names before they found their primarchs. A couple of them did. The Iron Warriors were called the Iron Warriors. Um, The... The White Scars might have been called the White Scars? Well, we... I don't... We'll make it... I'm making a tally now. Okay. Where they weren't really called their names. They were just... They weren't given the name we know them as now. They were... They operated under just the number of their legion. different... Right, okay. Fair enough. So, uh, but yeah, like a lot of them got renamed. Like the fucking Warhounds got renamed as the World Leaders. Yeah. The uh, the Stormwalkers, I think they were called, got renamed into the Iron Hands. Huh. Um, yeah, like okay, like the Imperial Heralds turned into the Word Bearers. <laughs> yes. How funny that would be. <laughs> yes. 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 We are, so are after- not a religion. Proceeds to name yes. his army the World Bear <laughs> Imperial Heralds. Yeah, exactly. Because they were heralding the Imperial Truth. Yes. The Imperial Truth that I am not a god, despite the fact that I look like a god. <laughs> Moving on. on. The Emperor uh, brought with him uh, members of the Mechanicus, and the Mechanicus brought with them massive fucking terraforming, terraforming machines uh-huh. to basically make Caliban a not death world anymore. Huh. Um, and that's, and, uh, members of the Lion's Orders, the Alliance Order, the Order, capital T, capital O, yes. would attempt to become Astartes, but obviously only, uh, pure gened, uh, capable physical specimens could be turned into space marines. Huh. Uh, among the ones that were not given the status of space marine, I believe Luther was among them. Huh. Uh, his adopted dad, because he was too old. That's, that's um... That's a similar thing with like Lorgar's adopted dad, Corferon, yeah. uh, wasn't was too old and weak to become a space marine, so he was just given like body enhancements and like armor, like. So he wasn't like a Corferon wasn't like a space marine proper. Right, he was just an old man who was given like law, life and extending, uh, and augments and uh-huh. power armor. Yeah, I think Corferon had Terminator armor for some fucking reason. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he was weird. Yeah. I hate Corferon with burning passion. <laughs> Moving on. Um, the After the uh, the Emperor came with the Dark Angels, Lion was re- reunited with the Sons, and they would join the Great Crusade. And during this crusade, they would start the funniest feud I think I've ever read about between the Space Wolves. They literally competed to be the best. And... Lehman and the lion punched each other fucking silly because of this at a point. And there's a point where every time a dark angel saw a space wolf, they would have an honor duel to decide who is better. <laughs> there's a point in uh, one of the Horus Heresy books where uh, they're all on Ultramar 
and there's a small company of space wolves that are on Ultramar, mm-hmm. and the Primarch of uh, Lionel Johnson is also on Ultramar, <laughs> and the space wolf sees him, basically spits on his feet, and says, where's your champion? I want to fight your champion to prove whose legion is better. And the lion says, I'm my champion, <laughs> and proceeds to bitch slap the space wolf down a flight of stairs. <laughs> such a good part in that book that is awesome <laughs> yeah That's... it was it's a good <laughs> well-written well-written feud i i would say i feel like any um, moment that shows like the humanity of the space marines is a good moment but that's just hilarious yeah it's very very well just written. where's your fa- where's your big fighter i'm gonna fight the most powerful person in your stupid legion i am the primarch of this legion <laughs> and then the other yep, space wolves just kind of stand there just like i'm not doing it. nope 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of kind of exactly how that went too. <laughs> huh. uh so the dark angels performed very honorably during the great crusade yes uh led by their primarch and made good progress through the galaxy yes all the while luther back on caliban was kind of like, uh, not that happy. Uh, well, he wasn't on Caliban the whole time. There was basically a point yeah. where uh, the lion and Luther got into a disagreement. Right. And the lion sent Luther back home mm-hmm. to, like, raise more troops. Mm-hmm. To, like, oversee the production of more Astartes for the, the Great Crusade. Yeah. And uh, Luther was, Luther's interpreted that as a punishment. Mm-hmm. And he would basically brood on Caliban for the next foreseeable years as the Great Crusade went on. And the Lion won all this glory. And Luther was just kind of twiddling his thumbs on Caliban. And the resentment was beginning to kind of seep in. And you could see the, the tears beginning to form. But mm-hmm. more on that later. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the Emperor eventually would leave his sons, as we talked about last week. Uh, to work on his webway project, his super secret webway project, and left uh, Horace Lupercal as war master. Now, the lion thought he should be the war master because he has blonde hair and big muscles, <laughs> and he was the first. While Horace he has was number no one. Hair. Well, Horace was a quote unquote no bald cunt. <laughs> To quote the great major kill YouTuber. <laughs> uh, the lion, on a serious note, the lion was pretty much the embodiment of the emperor's pride. Right. We talked about how each of the primarchs had an extension of the emperor's uh, personality. The lion, if anything, was his pride, right. his ferocity. Um, his unbridled I wouldn't say ego. Yes. I wouldn't say it's it's beyond hubris. Um but it's definitely prideful, and yeah. you could see how that begins to tear yeah. uh, his legion apart as well. So, moving on to the Horus heresy. So Horus knew that the lion was going to be a problem no matter where he was, mm-hmm. um, because he put up. He was such a formidable fighter. He was a formidable leader, general, commander, um, and he knew if the Dark Angels were around, especially on like Istvan. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we didn't talk about, but we will. We'll get um, to there. Then his plans would basically begin to unfurl because it was such a potent yeah. enemy to have. 
So Horus sent the First Legion uh, way to the fringes of the galaxy to subdue some small fucking piss-poor enemy that he began to to hype up for the lion to go. Yeah. Uh, So this kept the First Legion out of the loop. It kept them away from all the fuckery that was going to go down. Yeah. Um, Eventually, uh, the Horus heresy would happen, Mm -hmm. and the night lords would find and bully the uh no first it was the death guard i believe and typhus's typhus led a splinter fleet to attack the first legion Mm -hmm. typhus being um the first captain i believe of the death guard Mm -hmm. um or typhon i think he was called it gets so confusing when they change their names We'll get there of one day. Yeah. Um, so they fought. Uh, the her- her- uh, heresy was revealed to the to Johnson, and he began to basically fight back slowly but surely. Yeah, he fought uh, the while yeah, Death Guard and the Go Night ahead. Lord. He fought the Death Guard and the Night Lords. <laughs> he fought the Death Guard and the Night Lords. Yeah. Uh, eventually, he would fight the Night Night Lords in what was called the Thramus Crusade, right. in which he counterattacked, and the Night Lords. Um, would conduct a series of like hit and runs on the first legion yeah uh as they engaged and this would draw on for a couple uh a couple couple months um and you know yeah obviously resentment began to grow between the two legions mm-hmm. he also briefly fought the iron hands wait no the, no it was a, i'm reading the thing he went to go stop he went to go intervene between the death guard and the iron hands Oh, that might have been what I was talking about. Oh, okay. With the uh, the splinter feet. Right. Um, while all this was happening, uh, severe disillusionment began in the Legion, especially between the Caliban-born um, Legionnaires and those born from Terra, mm-hmm. or along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Luther began to consolidate more and more power on Caliban and convince other uh, members mm-hmm. from Caliban to uh, follow him instead of the lion because the lion was, you know, he's all the way out there and he he doesn't know what our problems are anymore. He's not even from Caliban. <laughs> and this basically cultivated into a, uh, a civil war mm-hmm. between the Legion. Yeah. And um, there's an, a good part in the book when the civil war basically happens and it follows the point of view of the chief librarian of the Dark Angels. Mm -hmm. Uh, librarians being the space marines with a connection to the warp with psychic powers basically Mm -hmm. um uh and the uh the chief librarian was basically like luther's right hand but while the all the whole time that luther was doing this there was a man whispering over his shoulder telling him to do things telling him what books to read and that man was none other can you guess what the man i'm about to tell you is lorgar no, no, even more ambiguous and un, un oh, not able to pin down. Is. No, it was none other than Cipher. Who? Oh, exactly. Oh, who is Cipher? Hold on, I I feel like I made a mistake. Hold, yes, one moment. Continue. So Cipher was basically like, I forget the official position he had, but. He was he was basically like the commander's right hand, and right. he more or less <laughs> convinced Luther to begin this civil yeah. war. Maybe okay. we yes. don't know. 
because n- yeah. nothing he does is ever like solidified. Uh huh. I am looking at his lick. I have been making the mistake of reading off of one d four chan and the forty k wiki and not lexicanon for this. Um, yes. 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 That was. That's not a good idea. Um, cipher is a mysterious feature associated with the Dark Angels. As in, he's wearing Dark Angels armor, he's wielding a Dark Angel sword, but he's also super duper sus because he's also he's fought alongside Chaos Terminators and Demon Princes. And apparently, there, his whole deal, from what I'm looking at, is just, he's just super duper edgy and contrarian. Yes. He has his own plan, and everything else is just a means to the end of that plan. Yep. Uh, Cypher was president. He killed some guy who knew too much. He killed a bunch of people who knew too much under the Dark Angels. And, yeah. um, he, some, um, being potentially the. He's, he's a one. From what I'm seeing, he's just like Alfarius if Alfarius didn't just go all the way to chaos. Yeah. It's kind of like... But, yes. Cypher also helped Gilliman get back to Terra. Uh, huh. During the... Uh, on his, on his like, when he was woken up from the stasis. Yes. Like, in modern 40, 41st millennium. Yeah. It's like, and he, he made Just a deal with Gilliman where, like, my goals if are I beyond do this for you, I want some alone time right? with the Emperor. Oh. He is so super fucking ambiguous and like nobody knows i don't even think gw knows what's going on with him he <laughs> was like so what is this what is his motivations uh, what what is his goal uh which whose side is he on uh we're still working on that yeah exactly just, what's his purpose he's edgy he's, edgy. he's just super he's duper edgy yes yeah. just look at him he, he just screams like, I am more, all the morally ambiguous edgelords of yore. I mean, look at this dude, like, yeah. with the hood, and like, the, the, the bolter, and the plasma rifle, and the plasma gun. Just, yeah. just straight up in a, this dude is just straight up an Assassin's Creed character? Kinda, yeah. <laughs> it's, he's like a, uh, he's basically like an Alpha Legionnaire, yes. but like, if an Alpha Legionnaire was like, a dark angel. Yes. Maybe he's an alpha legionnaire. We don't know. <laughs> maybe he is all. Maybe Cipher was Alpharius all along. Maybe Cipher was Alpharius. Maybe I'm Alpharius. Schrodinger's Alpharius, my friend. One day I am and not Alpharius at the same time. time. I was about to say one day we're going to have to explain that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. The alpha legion. Ep- anyway. Yeah, we spend the alpha legion episode doing that. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so we kick off to the Unremembered Empire. Now, you might ask, what's the Unremembered Empire? I can't remember it. Well, that's the point. The Unremembered Empire was basically, uh, during the Great Crusade, during the Horus Heresy, mm-hmm. uh, the word bearers attacked Ultramar because fuck those blue baby smurfs. Yes. Um, essentially was their, their reasoning. Um, they created a giant warp storm that, uh, basically sectioned off the realm of Ultramar, which was the Ultramarines like pocket empire yes. and they made it legitimately into a pocket empire and yeah. uh the warp storm cut off all communication all travel to and within um ultramar and but mm-hmm. first 
uh, the Dark Angels, the Blood Angels, and the Ultramarines were all stuck inside this giant warp storm. And this was amazing and brilliant tactics by the word bearers. Uh, and by Horus, I guess, was really pulling the strings the whole time. Mm -hmm. Or not. Maybe. I don't know. Um, and Because this essentially cut off three entire legions from the rest of the Horus heresy. Yeah. So the, the loyalists were now fighting, you know, almost half strength. Mm -hmm. more, less than half strength because this fan knocked out three more legions. Yeah. So they were really, uh, they were really on the upper hand there. Brilliant tactics. Uh, during this warp storm, however, the uh, the these three legions basically formed their own imperium, mm -hmm. uh, Imperium Secundus. Yes. Uh, yep. uh, and now the interesting part is they made an emperor to rule this imperium. Can you guess who that emperor was? Uh, Robot Gorillaman. It was actually. Sanguinius. <laughs> of course. Sanguinius became the new emperor, and they addressed him as emperor. Oh. Uh, oh basically, Gilliman became, like, the head administrator, yeah. and Johnson became basically the war master. Yeah. So this... Uh, so No, continue. No, go ahead. Um, so essentially, when they made Imperial Secundus, they just made the empire that they believe they deserved? They believe they made the empire they, they believe they needed. Oh. Because it formed the groundworks for, like, hope to be alive. Huh. Because if not, like, fuck it, I'll just kill myself. Like, there's no reason to live <laughs> if literally you just see a warp storm every time you look up like i'd rather chew glass than <laughs> see a warp storm and not be able to eat see or talk to other people on other planets <laughs> good point so during this all uh the night lords and specifically conrad kurz mm -hmm. Uh, was kind of just fucking with everybody on Ultramar, right. on McCrag specifically. Yes. He was just kind of there yeah. for some reason. Well, basically what happened was at the end of the Thramus Crusade, mm -hmm. uh, the the line captured Conrad Kurz mm -hmm. on his ship, on the, the uh, Dark Angel's flagship. Yes. And um, they would ba they basically hunted each other in the depths of the, of the ship for months <laughs> while they were traversing this warp storm to get to McCrag. Yes. And, like, it was, like, it's fucking nonsense. Like, they were just literally running around the ship like a bunch of toddlers trying to stab each other to death. <laughs> just, so both do, like, it's, like, it's, I'm just imagining a mission, like, it's just, like, all those predator missions in Batman Arkham Asylum, except it's just yes. Batman. Yes. Everybody's Batman. Right. Everybody's Batman. <laughs> so Conrad Kurtz basically launched a terrorist campaign against McCrag and would like blow shit up daily, like for no reason, mm -hmm. uh, just to annoy. And it also like he also made it his way into like the new Imperial Palace right. and just talked to Sanguinius at one point. Yeah. He, he was just kind of chatting with him. <laughs> And they were talking about their uh, shared uh, precognition visions. abilities. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and Sanguinius was like, bro, like, can you fucking knock this shit off? Like, just 
chill out and I'll we'll talk to you. Like it's all good, man. And uh Curtis was screeching in the corner like <laughs> space Batman murder. I don't know. I wasn't there. Which Sanguinius naturally being the perfect character interpreted to mean everything is set my visions are a hundred percent true everything is set in stone um i'm doing what i'm doing because it's going to happen there's no way around it and sanguinius is like no we can change fate and so they went on this whole anime conversation and in the end they collectively decided to not do that and also well curse also yet no continue curse kind of blew up the throne yes the throne room well yes and like almost killed Ralderon, ah. who is like one of the better dark angel uh, blood angels. And anyway, this yeah. is this is <laughs> this is for this their is for time. Yeah. Uh, so basically, there was a point in time where they're like, "Fuck it, let's just go through the warp storm," <laughs> and they all decided collectively, all three of them decided to like just kind of mad dash because they didn't know what was happening to Antera. They didn't know what was happening. If the siege was over, if the emperor was already dead, they yeah. had no idea. Uh, so they just kind of like yeet themselves into this warp storm, and there's this massive battle in which basically the ultramarines and the dark angels hold off mm-hmm. the demons mm-hmm. of the ruin storm. It was called uh, long enough for Sanguinius and some of his blood angels to get through to right. Terra. Yeah. So they were like holding them back. Yeah. Uh, Eventually, they did make it through the warp storm, uh, and they essentially broke the siege of Terra. Yeah. Uh, they came in along with uh, the Dark Angels came along with the Ultramarines of Gilliman and the Space Souls of Russ. Yeah. And they began the Great Scouring, which was basically uh, fucking the Chaos Space Marines into the Eye of Terror. Oh. Uh-huh. So after this all happened, uh, and the Dark Angels were all tired of fighting and shit, they came back home to Caliban, and, then Caliban and were immediately up. shot out of the sky. Yes. Because little did they know that the uh, the Dark the Dark Angels split, and a massive battle began for Caliban, right. in which the planet was basically orbitally bombarded with the like most powerful ordnance ever created. Yes. So the planet began to literally blow up. Yes. All the while, the lion was fighting with uh, Luther, his adopted dad, who was yeah. all hyped up on uh, chaos magic. Yes. And that's why the battle lasted any amount of time, because if he wasn't warped up, uh, the it lion would have just—he would have just spit on him, and it would have flew into a wall. Um, the battle ended with uh, Luther essentially going insane. Yeah. Uh, dying? Question mark. I don't know. Um, and the line was basically knocked into a coma. Yes. Where he hasn't emerged since. Uh, Caliban blew up. Yes. And the biggest piece of Caliban was be, would be later forged into the rock, which is the fortress monastery of the Dark Angels. Yes. So after the heresy ended, the Dark Angels, like the other remaining Loyalist Legions, split into successor chapters. Um, but the elusive hunt for the Fallen would continue, the Fallen being the dark angels who broke away from ah, the main legion and so, turned to heresy question question mark maybe yes question so yes it's not so at this point based on how long it's going would it be safe to assume that at this point they're just carrying on the the leg the legacy of the fallen and that they have successfully gotten mo- enough of them to matter like yes and no, no? because 
It's hard to say because we don't know how many fallen there are. Huh. And they have been hunting them for 10,000 years <laughs> and they're still hunting them. So clearly something's up. Oh. Huh. And like Cypher is now kind of the leader of the fallen. Maybe we don't know. Cypher, even Cypher doesn't know. Even Cypher doesn't know. He's he's so confused all the time, just like me. It's like I have a plan. <coughs> what is your plan? It's a plan. It's it's a thing. Yeah. Like I can't explain it all to you. He's just standing <laughs> next to a giant building-sized wall of pins and pins and yarn, just kind of like just his <laughs> giant crazy board, just like it's all there. Once it's I do this. There. Once everything will be good, once I complete my plan. And they're all just kind Pretty of... Much. They don't connect to anything. No, they're literally just dangling pieces it, of yarn. Yes. <laughs> just kind of like, it's all there. What? What's the end goal here? It's all there. You just need to piece it all together. Pretty much. Uh, so this hunt would consume their future actions, leading to some borderline heretical shit, like firing on Imperial vessels for mere suspected, uh, mention of the Fallen. Uh, uh they became basically consumed by this hunt. Right. For the Fallen to reclaim their, um, imagined lost honor. Yeah. And they would not rest until all members of the Fallen were basically murdered and right. interrogated first, so yeah. they could find other members of the Fallen. Yeah. And the ones who were privy to all this information would be the Deathwing. Right. The inner circle mentioned previous. They were basically, they would lead the charge right. for the Fallen. Because they were the only ones who knew about it. Really? If you didn't, if you were just a normal fucking line soldier of the Dark Angels, and you like heard the name Fallen, you would be beaten to death with basically a chaplain's crozius. <laughs> because you are now a heretic. Oh. That whole Asmodon. Yeah. Make him Repent repent. Thing. That's literally right, the thing that happens. <laughs> yeah, no, they like they would interrogate you yes. for being a member of the Fallen. Just like you know, like what did you crazy. hear? You're just like, it's like, uh, what, um, chapter Matt, um, general, um, I heard you talk about this Fallen thing. Fallen, you say? How do you know about the Fallen? As would I make him <laughs> repent? <laughs> so it's literally just knowing about the existence of the Fallen is heresy. Even though, yes. so it's this thing that's consumed them to the point where even knowing its name is heresy, unless you're the Deathwing, because yep. you're that's the only time you're important enough to know what it is. And if you know what it is for any other, like, if you, if like a Deathwing were to take, um, take Legionnaires, or to take like a small contingent of Space Marines to a thing, to an Imperial world, and then just have them burn down the, burn down villages on a plant Imperial planet. For like a month. A standard month. And then the Space Marines ask, what was that about? The death, the, he can't say anything. Because if he tells them, that makes them heretics. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that It's sounds... like, literally, that's why there's so many memes about the Dark, dark Angels being heretics. Because they'll literally, they'll, they'll burn an Imperial word to, world to the ground if they were given information that they were fallen there. <laughs> As fucking crazy as the Inquisition is, the Dark Angels, uh, the Dark Angels are, worse. are just as they're, they're just as fucking crazy. Because like you could whisper to an Inquisitor, like, "Hey, there's heretics over here." You whisper <laughs> to a fucking Dark Angel, "Hey, there's fallen over here." They'll like punch through your face <laughs> to punch the fallen behind you. 
<laughs> I'm just imagining just uh great venerated son of the emperor. Um I've heard there's fallen here. What? And then he just cuts you in half from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet with his sword just like fallen and then suddenly the exterminatus is just called on the planet while he's still there, just while guys are going to repent just swinging his sword violently at things. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> just absolute pandemonium. Just there is no logic or re just pandemonium. Yeah, it's absolute <laughs> wild. It's the Dark Angels. They're very fun. They're very interesting to observe from a distance. Yeah. Um. There are a couple important Dark Angels. Right. Um. To this, not to this day, um, but there are a significant amount of ones that, uh, like, stand out. Mm -hmm. uh, of them being from, I guess you could say from the uh, the original, yeah. um, from the Horus Heresy. Yeah. You could say that uh, Zeraphiel and Nemiel, w which were cousins, I believe, uh, Zeraphiel became the uh, chief librarian right. and was chief. basically part of this... Um, this rebellion. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a main character in a couple of the books. Right. Uh, and Nemiel became the first chaplain of the Legion. Uh -huh. And he had his head separated from his body for yelling back at the lion. <laughs> I feel like that, fair, to be fair, that is that seems like something you do like once. Yeah, yeah, once. never again. <laughs> never again. You can't question orders if your head doesn't, if your lungs don't produce the ability to make words. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the, uh, obviously Cypher is an important one. Yeah. Um, I'm going through, because, um, there are notable members. There's a list of noticeable, notable members all on the Lexicanum. Um, okay. Question, I'm just going to start popping and just going to see if I can just throw notable fallen angels. Luther, we know. Yeah. Cypher, we mentioned. Yep. Um, Marbus. Marbus. Apparently, he's a demon. Apparently, he's gone full demon. Yeah, so that is a thing with a lot of the fallen is that, that they become, because of the stigma... That they are heretics. A lot of them just dropped, just became heretics. Yeah. So there's a lot of like heretical shit that happens mm -hmm. uh, with the fallen, mm -hmm. and not all of them. Like Cipher, obviously, isn't like a demon prince or anything. Yeah. Right. And so the fallen just kind of become. They're not heretics. So, so the fall, so the concept, the fallen exists. Because the Dark Angels got into a brief civil war. There's no heresy involved. Well, there was a little heresy at the end. Yeah, but not, like, wholesale... Uh, Luther kind of went full yeah. chaos shit. Yeah, but, like, the average Dark Angel that was on Luther's side wasn't all blood for the blood god, skulls for the skull throne angel. Right. No, definitely not. Okay. Definitely not. So it was just Luther, for the most part. For the most part. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there were a couple of yeah. uh, interesting exceptions. 
Oh, um, one of the more interesting modern 41st millennium characters is the uh, the master of the Deathwing, uh, Belial. Belial? Sure. Sure. Sure thing. Uh, <laughs> he is the grandmaster of the Deathwing. Uh, he, if you play the game Deathwing Space Hulk, or Space Hulk Deathwing, yeah. uh, he is basically the one talking in your ear the whole time. That guy. Uh, yeah, that guy. He uh he leads the Deathwing and he is basically a member of the inner circle. Right. So uh, an interesting obviously they are relatively cha- uh, codex compliant. Yeah. Which was is interesting because you'd think with their lust for vengeance and boner for murdering fallen, uh, that they wouldn't be as uh, codex compliant as they are. But they maintain codex compliancy to a to a shocking degree. Uh, as as well as uh, they receive Primaris reinforcements um, mm. during the Indominus Crusade, which mm. is a big thing because the they saw that as like people meddling in Dark Angel affairs. Right. And that's not something you do. You don't meddle in Dark Angel affairs. Okay. So they didn't trust the uh, the, the Primaris. Primaris reinforcements mm. because they're like these are outsiders. These yeah. are not Dark Angels. Uh, eventually, though. Uh, one of the masters of the orders uh, was injured in battle severely and was put through the uh, the Rubicon Primaris right. uh, to become a Primaris Marine. Yeah. And then once that happened, they're like, all right, I guess they aren't that bad. <laughs> uh, question. Um, yes. Because you mentioned the Primaris Marines. Isn't it implied that the Primaris Marines, when they started in the Dark Angels, they were kept under severe hypnosis? Yeah, kind of. Severe mind control to the point where the fact that they were Primaris was the only thing that let them know that there was anything suspicious going on at all. Right. Yeah, well, they were they were so fucking concerned that um, that they were uh, being fucked with right. by the Mechanicus yeah. and, by, and that they were trying to dig into their secrets. Mm-hmm. So, uh, going back to the Horus Heresy, one of the more interesting... Um, Dark Angels was named Corswain, yeah. who is uh, basically captain of the Ninth Order, the Ninth Company, right. which was, uh, he was um, basically one of the most important uh, uh, Dark Angels in the Horus Heresy, yes. because he was the, the right hand of Johnson the whole time. Yeah. Uh, after the, he survived the entire Horus Heresy. Right. And he was one of the first who landed on Caliban, um, Caliban and he was basically uh, the the blade of the the Primarch. He was one of the most formidable fighters. He was like Ralderon of the Blood Angels. Mm-hmm. He was just you wouldn't want to fuck with Corswain, mm-hmm. and he's written very very well uh, in the books. And uh, he's like I don't think he's the Equerry, but or the Seneschal. That was his title. Yeah, the Seneschal. Because because feudalism. Yes. Knights, but space. Yeah. Oh, you had a question about the Knights of Caliban. Oh, yeah. Uh, my question about the Knights of Caliban was that, apparently, if the Knights of Caliban could become space marines, were allowed to become space marines, and why is it that more... How many of... What ratio of Primarchs got to have their friends from the planet become space marines? 
Um, so let's just go down the list. Yeah. Uh, the John Lionel Johnson had quite a few of yeah. his of his uh, fellow brothers of the order become yeah. Space Marines. Mm-hmm. Um, Fulgrim, uh, not so many. Um, yeah. but definitely because there was what yeah. there wasn't much martial struggle on Camos. Yeah. Uh, Perturabo had quite a few of his uh of his the tyrants men become space marines not many right um because he needed to replenish the uh stupidity of the the iron warriors after he had uh, a tenth of them beaten to death <laughs> right yeah um that's 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 his own episode <laughs> yeah um who is next white scars uh yeah uh the khan had quite a few uh-huh. um because they were all mongolian yeah uh the very you know he ran with his ordu that yeah. was his men so uh, a dramatic few of them yeah. became space marines yeah uh six would be who's six primark you know what i want to skip ahead to angron the point i'm trying to make here is angron oh <laughs> none none okay Why? let's just go down the fucking list all right lehman cool. russ uh quite a few they were all vikings rogel dorn quite a few they were all cold ice people uh conrad kurz <laughs> Uh, he didn't have any friends. Uh, Sanguinius. Uh, uh kinda a lot, actually, I think. Um, Ferris Manus didn't have friends, he was ugly. Angron, none of them, they were all dead. Rebute Gilliman, quite a few, he was Space Caesar. Mortarion, a lot, because, uh, the only ones, uh, who were left alive on, uh, Barbarous were genetically enhanced by the poison fog. Yes. Magnus the Red, bunch of nerds, there was only a thousand of them left anyway. Uh, Porus... Uh, didn't have friends. He was on the planet for like 15 minutes. Lorgar, uh, kind of a lot. Uh, Including more than his adopted think. father. Corferon, yes. Uh, well, he wasn't turned into a space brain, but he was brought along anyway. Yeah. Uh, Vulcan, quite a few. They were yes. all fucking lava fire people. Yes. Korax, a lot. They were all rebels. Yes. Uh, Alpharis Omegon, who the fuck knows? <laughs> Because Lord knows I don't. Brilliant. An excellent rundown. Yes. This has been a much quieter... I'm looking through the waveform. This has been a much quieter podcast. Yeah. A lot of less yelling this time. Yeah. I have a question. Uh, yes. We're going to be talking about chaos a lot more in the next couple of yeah. episodes. So I feel like we should just briefly explain what chaos is. Yeah, might as well. So, the beginning. Yes. The very far, 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 far past. Um, there were these beings called the Old Ones. Yes. And the Old Ones were like space god. Yes. And they created all life. Yes. And their rivals, the Catan? I th- uh, Google! basically this thing called that happened called the war in the heavens yes no it was and... the Catan. yeah okay good Hold on. and this war in the heavens uh fucked up the warp which used to be kind of tranquil uh-huh. it used to just be a mode of like emotions it yeah. wasn't like all tumultuous and shit yeah. Yeah. um so once the war in the heaven happened okay. and uh cultivated by the um uh, by the rapid breeding of the eldar the yes, expansion one, of them and throughout the galaxy. What timeout? And the advent. The old ones fought the Necron tier. Yes, which yeah. were puppets of the, the puppets Catan. Of the Catan. Yeah. So semantics. Uh, yeah, semantics. Um. Once uh, humanity began to kind of step 
kind of around the second millennium, so... No. Yeah. Yes. Maybe? Can, uh... It's the medieval, the Dark Ages, the Dark yeah. Ages. Once the Dark Ages kind of happened, um, the warp began to kind of take over a mind of its own. Yeah. And you had these beings of um, of power created, of, of raw motion form, and these would be called the gods of chaos in time. And, yes. you know, there's four basic gods of chaos. There are more, but canonicity of them is always questionable. Yes. Um, the main ones being Korn, Slanesh, Zinch, and... Nurgle. Uh, Nurgle, that's the one. Um, each of them being uh, basically the most powerful being fueled by these raw emotions. Corn yes. being the god of war, blood, anger, uh, but also the god of honor yes. and battle courage. Yes. Um, Slanesh being the god, goddess, it, uh, he, she, it, them. Entire gender uh, spectrum being... all at once. Slanesh. Yeah, it's confusing. Slanesh being, um, the, being the god of... The being of uh, excess, excess emotion. hedonism, uh, jealousy, want, desire, yeah. but also of love, of uh, compassion, of passion. Yeah. Um, the god, god Zinch was the god of wisdom, knowledge, but also the god of deviousness, backstabbing, yes. uh, cunning. Um, and Nurgle was the god of life, of nature, but also the god of plague, of pestilence. And rot and decay. So rot and decay all of these things would basically fuel the gods of chaos yes and once humanity sort of exploded and began to uh spread throughout the galaxy uh their feelings and emotions just began to power the gods of chaos more yes and with every passing year they began to kind of sort of stick their fingers into the uh the realm of mortals yes and they basically manifest their power through demons yes and when the demons are able to slip through, a lot of them can slip through the minds of psychers. Yes. During the old night, uh, these minds of psychers were all taken over by demons, essentially, and they were turned into, like, warp portals. Yeah. And demons invaded through them. Mm -hmm. And these demons, obviously, being pure... Uh, beings. Pure example, yeah. pure beings of the, the fabric that makes up their gods. Yeah. So the god, the demons of corn would be bloodlust they're called bloodthirsters yes. bloodletters um blood crushers yes. you just know, you're getting angry blood dudes yeah pretty much and this would continue down the line and uh the um these demons were only focused on you know shedding blood yeah. on preserving their fabric their their being in the fabric of reality yeah. because if they ran out of that like for example the blood crushers the blood the blood letters and all them if they didn't, if they stopped killing for a significant amount of time, they would be banished back into the warp yeah. because they're no longer being fueled by the thing. This perpetual um, letting of, of warp energy yeah. into the yeah. They need to do the thing that their particular god that they were created from demands of them, or they will effectively yeah. cease to exist in the mortal plane. Right. And there have been examples of these demons challenging their gods, their respective gods. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't end well for them. Yeah. But they do it sometimes. Like, Scarbrand literally challenged Korn. <laughs> and Korn bitch slapped Scarbrand into fucking, like, fantasy. Like, 
That's why <laughs> it he, kicked he bitched at him so hard. Dimension, and that's why he's into in the, the new the, fantasy. <laughs> it's like he's in Total into War the old three. world. Like it was fucking. That's why he's in Total War Warhammer three because Scarbrand got punted into another fucking dimension. <laughs> that's amazing. Also, that is an actual canonicity, but it's funny to think of yes. it like that. Also, because I kind of got into Warhammer at this weird time where a lot of things are getting shifted around in the canon. Um. Yes. The, not, my knowledge of how chaos worked was that chaos demons are just straight up pieces of the chaos god that they represent. Yes. So yes. it's so it's like the reason. So I thought that that meant that they weren't necessarily like autonomous enough to start challenging. Um, they kind of are autonomous enough um, because they aren't they aren't literal pieces. Right. They're the fabric of. Right. So there exists some gray area for them to yes. act sort of on their own. Yeah. But they're of a single mind of their goal to shed blood, to uh, promote desire, to promote, you know, yeah. promote pestilence, X thing and that they are plague. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So the reason I wanted to bring that up is because. Your outline. This who was the second Primarch in the outline that you wrote? Because if we're doing this in order, well, uh, redacted was the second Primarch. Right. <laughs> yes. Because the second Primarch is not existing at this point in time. You know what? Let's do let's do that guy in episode. <laughs> just oh, okay. just an hour, some odd minutes of just raw silence. <laughs> yeah that's not um no thanks <laughs> so but the, ne the next yeah, the next intern primark, primark would be Fulgrim. Fulgrim. yeah so the third son yeah so well i figure we need to yeah Fulgrim and perch robo are next and they're both chaos primarchs to some extent this is true this is true so it makes sense yeah that, no it's a good lead yeah. in so yeah <laughs> All of the Chaos Gods have their own specific armies and whatnot in their own domains. And when the Space Marines fell, they all fell and used, the used their connection to the their particular Chaos God in specific ways. Or in other cases, Perturabo's case specifically, their lack thereof of a connection to yes. the Chaos Gods. Because... Exactly. Yeah, we don't need to explain how Chaos Marines work yet. That'll be for... No, we'll get into yeah. that. And, um, is there anything else Dark Angels we haven't talked about yet? I think that wraps up Dark Angels. Uh, all that we know for now is that Lionel Johnson, uh, is still in a coma. Right. He's still on the rock. Yeah. Um, he, his sons will continue to look for and murder, interrogate, uh, <laughs> the remaining fallen. Yes. Or, Cypher will reveal his, oh, fun fact about Cypher, uh, during the fight, uh, with Luther, uh, the Lion Sword, which is the Lion Sword. Yes. Really intelligent naming scheme there, Games Workshop. <laughs> um, uh, was basically broken. Yes. And Cypher picked up the broken pieces of the Lion Sword, remade the sword, and he keeps it on his back <laughs> to this day. So that sword that he has. That's on his back. His, That's the Lion Sword. The Lion's. Sword. The Sword. <laughs> yes. So that basically just puts him at the top of the inter every interrogator chaplain shit list then, doesn't it? Oh, 110%. <laughs> just 
like the interrogator chaplains, they have their own big wall of crazy. And at the top yeah. of the pyramid of all of the heretics they know of is fucking Cypher. Yes, With he all, is the goal. And all of them, like all of them, they're all different, but it, this, they, they all have Cypher in the same place and with written on in Sharpie, written in Cypher's picture has in Sharpie written on it, that fucker stole the lion's sword. Now, did he steal it or is he holding it for the lion to come back? No one knows. Nobody Not knows. even Cypher it's knows. my head to think about Cypher just kind of has it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he does. He does have it, though. Cypher is a pawn. But other than that... Yeah. Cypher is a pawn to his own chaos god. The chaos <laughs> yeah. god of shit writing. <laughs> yeah, kind of. They just forgot about him, that's all. Uh, but that kind of wraps up the Dark Angels and Lionel Johnson. Yeah. His story will continue to be written, no doubt. Yeah. Um, as there are kind of the biggest kind of theory right now in the fan base is that he's the next Primarch to come back, the next Loyalist Primarch right. to come back, because he is the only one that we know of that is still definitely alive. Uh, obviously, Rogel Dorn, um, there's a decent chance he's still alive because they never confirmed his death. Right. Or um, Vulcan. Obviously, or, or Vulcan, Vulcan, never, Vulcan dies. never dies. He's literally impossible to kill. Yeah. Vulcan lives. Um, Jagged Icon is racing dark, dark elves in the war. He's having the a giant light. coke speed orgy on top of a giant moving um, Dodge Charger. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Corvus Korax is in the war, the Eye of Terror, but he's not coming out of it until he murder fucks Lorgar to death. <laughs> As he should. Um, as he should. Yeah. Lehman Russ is in the warp, also, maybe. Also, murder fucking we don't really things know. to death. He'll be yeah. back at um, the wolf hour, half past wolf o'clock and a quarter. He'll be back in the wolf time. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> Whatever that means. He just keeps saying the word wolf, wolf and I don't understand it. <laughs> I like to make a joke about how every single Dark Angel has, like, cartoonishly biblical names. Yes. Just... Yes, they a do. A lot of aisles, a lot of a lot of aisles, yes, and yes. a lot of aisles, aisles in there. Yeah, and like, yeah, I don't know. They're kind of cool. They're literally the embodiment of feudal Europe, yeah. which is cool. That's sick. Yeah, because a lot of the a lot of forty k do a lot of the um the space marines don't really lean into the into the whole paladins in space thing as hard right, as they right. do. They're just straight up right. paladins in space. All the other guys yeah, are paladins in space, hyphenated with something. These right. guys are just right. flat space paladins. Yeah, there's a simplicity to yeah. them in their complexity yeah. that is appealing. Yeah, and I think that's a good that's a good staple head for the uh, for the Dark Angels. They're simple but complex, yeah. and their complexity makes them exciting. Yes, but I think that. Just about wraps up the Dark Angels and the, the Lionel Johnson, the first Primarch. Yep. Tune in next week when we talk about Fulgrim, the bad touch Primarch. Yes, the no touch me there, please. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that just about does it for this week's episode. We will see you next week. Ave Imperator. Ave Imperator.